0: The morning tune-in is super important. I think that's a big game changer in the world of just connecting with your body. So that when you wake up in the morning, just to be able to, before you jump out of bed, check your phone, do anything that disconnects you from self. So like take a few deep breaths and just talk to your body, like internally, obviously. I <laughs> just say, okay, how did I sleep last night? How am I feeling?
1: That was a clip from the gorgeous Australian bombshell Cassie Maynard and fellow Aquarius who is on the show today to share all things about your cycle, including the phases, how to nurture them, getting a boob job, and then an explant, switching careers, and getting pregnant in her late 30s. This is such an eye-opening conversation, and it's truly something I wish was required in school. Fortunately, Cassie does have a community called Titty Talk, that's the name of her podcast, which I'm obsessed with, and Explant Tribe to discuss these topics in more depth. She does small group coaching, and she also has free resources on her website and her Instagram, so check them out at Cassie Maynard and you are going to be blown away by this conversation today. I cannot wait for you to hear all about your cycle, how to nurture your hormones, how to understand the signals your body sends. I mean, this is really juicy, especially if you're someone that has been feeling out of tune with yourself. You're definitely going to want to listen to Cassie's advice. Now, as for me, I'm preparing to leave to Germany, so next time you hear this, I should be reporting from abroad, and I have mentioned this in the last episode, but I have had to take tons of COVID tests, I've had to hire an agency to help me with my visa, I've had to fill out about six plus papers, I had one flight change, so it's not some easy breezy thing, but it's definitely not impossible and you all know I love baby steps. I have been talking about that on my Instagram, my IGTV, even this podcast that was the last episode, and that's how I've dealt with this this whole process of moving abroad. I chunked all this out. Like, okay, what do I need first? What do I need second? How can I find help with this? And then I just built the steps from there. I didn't try to take this on in one week or one day. So, I'm a big baby step enthusiast, and if you have any questions about moving abroad, specifically to Germany or Australia, because those are the only two places I've lived now, DM me and I am happy to help you. Now, if you haven't heard the news, I am taking on four new one-on-one clients And I do have a lot of conversations going on right now. So if you want to have a conversation and see if this is your best next step, definitely let's chat. You can either fill out the app in the show notes or DM me and we can talk on there through voice notes, text, whatever you feel comfortable with. There's absolutely no pressure, no gross sales call, not my vibe. And we are just chatting to see if it's a fit to work together. So I am super excited about this. Like I said, four spots, and I'm so, so thrilled to have four new beauties to work with one on one in the coming months. Now, the way the program is broken down is it's six months and I do one 90 minute call a month for six total calls. There's two group mastermind calls where all the women I work with will come together for a community call, access to one masterclass course or workshop during our time together, And then unlimited Voxer access Monday through Friday, 10 to 6. So Voxer is an amazing walkie talkie app. So fun to voice note and text for free. And that's to provide additional support between the calls. The total cost of this program starts at payment plans for 3 dollars a month, and we can definitely work something out, whether that's a biweekly payment or chunking the payment up into a half-and-half scenario. I'm very flexible with that, so please reach out and know that this plan also includes a bonus of one guest expert call with either a financial coach, a human design slash Reiki guide or a feminine embodiment expert. They are all absolutely amazing. I have personally worked with all of them and I have been transformed by their work. So this is a juicy bonus that honestly, I wish I had one of them to work with when I was doing one-on-one coaching. And I figured why not just bring them on my team and have my A-team help the women that I work with out. So again, you can either fill out the application in the show notes or just shoot me a DM at Chelsea Rife, and we'll see if working together one-on-one is a fit. All right, with that, let's jump into this juicy episode with Cassie Maynard. Okay, everyone, I am here with Cassie Maynard, and I have a funny story about how we met. I actually used to work at a marketing job at a yoga studio two days a week. I think that's crazy that it was only two days a week, but I was doing all the influencer marketing, and Cassie was one of the influencers that the yoga studio was working with. Somehow we kept in touch. We ended up meeting in Byron Bay. We now both have our own businesses, and now she's on the podcast. So welcome to the show, Cassie.
0: Thank you. I love a crazy backstory. It's so good, isn't it? So good. We were meant to meet. Thank you, Unify. I know.
1: (laughs) And now I think about it, I'm like, we met over a year ago because at this point last year, I was leaving Sydney to go to Byron Bay. So we had met way before that online. And then we ended up meeting in Byron Bay in like July.
0: Yeah.
1: Wow. So nuts. (laughs) Well, a lot has changed since we last <laughs> talked including a pregnancy. Wow, like can we just dive right in? How is pregnancy going?
0: Yeah, do you know what? It's it's beautiful and the word that I keep saying is surrender. It's just all about surrender. You're surrendering with how your body changes, your energy levels, just how you can show up every day because (laughs) I'm giving so much to this human growing in my belly. And I'm so grateful that I I worked on this, you know, working with my cycle before falling pregnant, because otherwise it would be a shock to the system to be like, oh no, I actually cannot move off the couch today. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so it's a really, it's up and down, but beautiful. Like I'm so grateful that I haven't been sick. I've had a few days where I felt hungover. But apart from that, it's just been my energy that's taken a hit so
1: wow yeah, it's very and cool. how did you how did you find
0: out were you trying or was it a surprise look we were not not trying but we didn't expect <laughs> it to happen so quickly <laughs> mm. but this soul wanted to come in um yeah so it, it happened straight away and I should have known being so in tune with my cycle but I think when you you get into your late 30s you kind of think, or maybe it might take a little while. I don't know. That's what society says. Stupidly, I shouldn't have listened to that because <laughs> it was ready to come. <laughs> yeah. So oh it goodness. was a little bit of a shock at the beginning only because we didn't expect it to happen so quickly. But as soon as we were over the shock and you you kind of get over those thoughts around, I should be earning this much money, and we should have a house, and you know, all of that stuff creeps up. It's like, no, that doesn't even matter. A newborn baby, it's going to be in our bedroom. So we have a one bedroom place, and that's just how it's going to be. It's fine. It'll be a story to tell them when they grow up. Oh my God. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and I mean a cute little beach baby by right in okay. Byron Bay it's like that is the ideal location I feel like to raise a baby and Lawson you already have a name so tell us about that how did you come up with it
0: oh that's Jordan's last name so that's, oh okay that's okay last name yeah but it's cute. cute like I love the last name it could be a first name <laughs> I know.
1: I was like, wait, I actually love that name, like for a boy. So might be stealing it. Don't be surprised if my son comes out. Yeah, definitely. It's cute. So you were talking too about being in tune with your cycle, and you mentioned that in one of your Instagram posts that you are 38, I believe, and society tells us like, oh, 30 is when you need to start really, you know, getting that clock going. Better start trying and. You were like, uh, if this baby is meant to come, he'll come or she'll come, and like you said, you were so so in tune with your cycle that it happened. So, what are your thoughts around the pressure that that society puts on us to be, you know, in our 30s and trying? Like, were you nervous being in your in your later 30s of having a baby, or were you just so in tune? You're like, no, this is going to happen
0: fear would always creep up, but it was fear projected on me from others. Deep down, I knew if it was meant to happen, it would happen. And I was doing all the right things to allow this baby to land, you know, like I would, it would feel safe to land in my body. And that's the biggest thing. It's that safety piece. And, I totally, like. I 100% believe that the connection with body is so important if you are trying to get to fall pregnant. Um, most of the women that I talk to are up in their heads. They're so stressed out about falling pregnant. Oh, I've got to do it this way. And I've got to eat this and I've got to do this. And I've got to like, it's so structured. It's like, where is the flow in this? Where are you allowing this baby to feel safe to come into your body and and feel protected and not like overwhelmed or stressed or that anxious feels. Um, Yeah. So it's definitely other people's fears. And yes, as I said, like it crept up sometimes, but I just knew that wasn't truth and I could switch my mindset around it. I've been married before. So I went through a divorce in my early thirties. So I knew that having a baby was not An option straight away in my kind of early 30s, mid 30s. So it was going to be a baby that if it was meant to come in, it was going to be the late 30s, it was going to be the 40s, and and that's just the way it is. And you see women doing it every day, but we are just so conditioned to believe that we need to freeze our eggs and our, oh, we we start, the account starts to go down and all of this, which, yes, it does, absolutely. But if you are connecting with your body, you're in tune with your cycle you really trust that if you're meant to have kids, you will, then I just, I just believe that you will. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The, the freezing eggs conversation is everywhere. Like, did you ever think maybe I should do this or what was the reason you didn't, if you did not
0: decide to do that? I had people telling me it all the time, like my family, friends would constantly say that I should freeze my eggs especially when I was single before I met my partner and I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't bring myself to do it. It just didn't feel aligned with me and it didn't feel right because I'm such a big believer. And if it's meant to happen, it will happen. Like that's how I live my life. Like I'm exactly where I need to be in this moment. I'm in my late thirties. It's, it's meant to be this way. So why am I going against what the universe, what my soul wants or what, what I'm here to, what journey I'm here to be on. Um, So yeah, no, (laughs) it's so bloody expensive too. I don't know how girls, I feel it's terrible that you just spend so much money and it's such a big ordeal and it's, it is so stressful and fearful and it shouldn't be like that. That process should be beautiful, but yeah, I'm, I'm very lucky. Like I am so grateful. I know women struggle falling pregnant. So I am very mindful to, to not be like, oh, you know, you're doing it wrong, but it's, yeah, I, I just, yeah, I am. I'm definitely grateful for what I have and <laughs> count my right. blessings every day.
1: Well, like you said too, you have been very in tune with your cycle, very in tune with your body. It's not something that you just put on the back burner. And I would love to get into that. Like, when did you start understanding your cycle and, and really coming to terms like this cycle is a huge piece of my life because you're actually someone that brought it into my life that now I have a little cycle tracker. I wish I could turn the camera. It's up on my wall. I have a moon slash cycle tracker, and it has changed my life. Like I plan my programs around them now. I try to like be cognizant of where I'm at, and I'm like, who taught me about this? So I was like, it was Cassie's. So I would love to hear about your whole <laughs> endeavor with cycles and understanding them.
0: Yeah, well, I spent majority of my life completely disconnected from my body. So I'm not coming here preaching that I've been amazing all my life. I was on the pill for many, many years. I just blocked everything out below my neck. Didn't, wasn't connected anyway. Hated my body, hated everything about it so much so that I had two sets of implants. So I went in at 25 and got a pair of implants in Dubai when I was just feeling like I am not good enough, comparing myself to others, like those stories came back to Australia a year later, had an issue with one of the implants, went in, went bigger. So I went up to a nice juicy E cup, thinking that boobs would be something that would make me feel more confident, more connected to my body and all of the things we're, we're craving. Um, but we don't know kind of how to do that when we're younger. And um, and I loved them definitely, but I was still very disconnected from my body. I still hated it. I still compared myself to others. I wanted, you know, longer legs. I wanted a skinnier belly. I wanted all the things, until I got into kind of my mid thirties, and I I transitioned into the fitness industry. So I was working in the fitness industry, um, and then I decided to go out on my own, um, my own business. After many years of burnouts, breakups. Dark, like depression, anxiety, stress, all of that as well, that kind of carried through from my corporate world. So I went out on my own and things just started to shift, like really big shifts. And this was after my divorce as well, like being in the darkness. And I just really started to dive deep into the inner work and getting to know myself, getting to know my soul, getting in touch with my body. Um, through meditation, healers, Reiki, like so many different avenues I explored, kinesiology, Um, and then just, you know, touching my body and being like, hey, there you are. (laughs) And this led me to wanting to get my implants out, uh, which was almost two years ago now. So getting the implants removed and coming back to my real self, so the true me, was a game changer. And I was just so grateful to be back to me and happy with my body. And for the first time in my life, I was like, wow, how did I, why did I get boobs? My boobs are amazing. What was I thinking? So then I just, that's that really took me on a, a journey to start to really work with my cycle and Get up each day and tune in with how I'm feeling. Like what mood am I in? Did I sleep well? How's my energy levels? And then that's how I'd base my day. Okay, I feel like going for a walk outside in the sunshine. Instead of putting so much pressure on myself to go to the gym at 6 a.m. And I was a person that I would go to the gym every single day. Like I would work out every single day. Being a trainer, like that is what you're conditioned to be. You want to be the fittest, you want to have abs. You want to be this certain persona for for people you are training. And yeah, I just went against everything I've, I had learnt, (laughs) and it completely changed my life, transformed my life, my, you know, how my day-to-day life would run, just not feeling stuck or sticky or guilt or shame, or those, those heavy emotions that weigh you down, you know, that takes you down to the bottom of the scale of consciousness so that's what you keep attracting into your life if you you're constantly vibrating at that level um so when I just started to listen to my body and really work with my body instead of against it it's just like my periods got better my PMS wasn't there anymore like I used to get intense pain and it was just yucky like the lead up to my period was like don't come near me don't fucking come near me because I will kill you. Um, And that started to change. And then I just get my period and I'd be like, wow. And even like connecting to your period, like our period, our bleed is so magical. Back in the day, they used to celebrate this. Women used to come together to support each other, nurture each other during their bleed. And now it's, like it's the plague <laughs> we talk to it so badly we're not connected to it we just want it to be done like think about it like in the past if I was on holidays and I'd be getting my peer'd be like fuck like damn it no I can't like I don't even know what <laughs> what would be the difference <laughs> nothing you just use product like a sanitary product if you need to go swimming but yeah it's just that that cell that talking to your period and your bleed and yourself and your body and yeah that just completely changed for me and then I started to see my body and self in a, a totally different light
1: Wow, you bring up a really good point about talking about our periods in a negative light. I remember when I heard about cycle tracking or like saw even women talking about periods on Instagram, I was like, "What the fuck is wrong with them? Like why would they be talking about this publicly? This is embarrassing. Like they must be so embarrassed." Like I had all these judgments around periods and tracking and I was like, "You know, we're taught to just deal with it as this gross thing that happens once a month and like, just deal with it and move on. And you shine so much light on how this is actually a superpower. Like our cycles are the way our body works and like knows exactly what to do with the eggs and the blood and everything is like magical. So can we talk about the actual phases of our cycle and and how it works and actually why it's important?
0: Yeah, this is my favorite topic. I'm very passionate about it. So I'll try not to go too deep. But okay, so when we think about that, we'll we'll set the menstrual phase as our first phase. So when we're on our bleed, and that's different to how long that may last. Between three and seven days is usually where it sits. Now, this is a time where your hormones are at their lowest. So it's a time to really slow down. Like there's a reason why your hormones are at the lowest. <laughs> so you can slow down and take that rest. And if you choose not to, and you like push through and you, you know, do HIIT training, cardio, you keep pushing and pushing and pushing, then that is going to fuck your hormones. You will get imbalances. You will have awful periods. You will have low energy. You will experience burnout. Like I say this because it happens every single day. The women I talk to, like, this is what happens when you work against your body. So take the time to really rest, to slow down, to go within. It's a time where you're the most intuitive as well. It's a really nice time to let go. You're obviously letting go of blood. So I like to have little rituals around letting go of that blood letting go of anything that's no longer serving you in your body, any thought patterns, any beliefs, anything that you've been holding on to, a conversation you might have had with someone that you're still thinking about, like think of it as a release. And from there, you can really dream up in your time off of what, how you want your cycle, how you want, you know, your next cycle to play out. Um, In terms of movement, just slow nourishing movement. I'm, I've am i got a beautiful period stretch that I've got in one of my programs that the girls absolutely love because it's just nice and nourishing. It's something you can do every day. Um, feels beautiful. You, like, you feel like you're giving back to your body rather than depleting it. So nourishing instead of punishing it. Um, but yeah, stretches, you can obviously do toning workouts and workouts, but just keep them short. Like there's no reason to push your body. Um, unless you're full of beans and maybe you have a longer menstrual cycle and, you know, day five, six, seven. Yeah, of course, you can start to pick things up a little bit. But I just really say take that time. Walks in the sunshine, bike rides, like beautiful movement like that. Sitting on the couch watching Netflix is a-okay. Don't feel guilty. <laughs> uh, and then you move into, so that's like your winter phase. So your inner winter. You move into spring. So think about springtime. Follicular phase is all about feeling a little bit flirty. The sun's come out. You know, you want to start. The energy's picked up. It's more of that masculine yang energy. You want to get outside in the sunshine. You want to do more. You've naturally got more energy. You're feeling more creative, so it is a good time to really create those ideas you've been thinking about in your menstrual phase. Um, And workout-wise, strength and cardio are great at this time, especially strength because you you know, your hormones can, it's actually the best time to do your strength at that at time when hormones are increased. Um Then, yeah, I always love a booty workout at this time. I mean, I totally miss my bleed. I haven't had it for a few months, but before that, I would definitely like love doing booty workouts, listening to a really flirty playlist and just playing it up, you know, like that archetype of just being that flirty s l you take, <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's great like fucking embrace that um and then you move into the ovulation phase this is summer we see where babies can be created so you, you are like the biggest brightest version of yourself great time to present in front of a large group great time to you know socialize go out and say yes dance on fucking tables have you have fun and really get out there and be your biggest version of self you can do any kind of workout hip workouts obviously you're especially good at this time it's not about doing a hip workout every day though there's balance (laughs) in that so make sure that self-care is still in there throughout your entire cycle Uh, and then you move into autumn so before you bleed again and things start to slow down so hormones drop again and this time is a really again good time to chill so it's not completely stopping like menstrual phase but slowing down with some yoga stretches pilates again walks outside in the sunshine which is really nurturing for your hormones um yeah so that's kind of in a nutshell how it works with the cycle and you can just see if working with your body how magical it can be you know take the rest so then when you get into the ovulation you're like whoa come and get me (laughs) Great time in the bedroom as well, ovulation phase.
1: Ooh, good to know. As,
0: yeah, good to know, especially, and also follicular when you're feeling that flirty. So you don't know what's going to oh, okay. come out in the ovulation phase though. That's a, it's a good time to challenge your body as well as try some new moves in the bedroom.
1: Ooh, love that. <laughs> and this is so validating too for women who are probably listening who have maybe have been pushing themselves way too hard in the gym or doing those hit workouts and are like what's happening? I'm eating clean, I'm going to bed at you know a reasonable hour, I'm drinking all the water like why is my body not transforming in the way that I thought it would? This happened to me. I used to work out like two hours a day. I would do cycle bar and then a personal trainer, then Pilates and hot yoga, like intense every day. And it became a game. Like how much can I work out in one week? And there was one point where I was doing 14 exercise classes a week, 14. And I'm like, no wonder my body was like literally in fight or flight mode all the time because it never had that chance to come down. And when I had my period, it was like, oh, who cares? Like, it's you still got to get to the gym. And hearing this is like, no, your body is meant to actually slow down. Like you said, in the seasons, there's a harvest period. There's a blooming period. There's like the nurture period. So it makes so much sense that our bodies are superpowers. And it's interesting, too, that we don't learn about this in schools. So where did you actually start learning about it?
0: I kind of where it started from I mean I've always worked with women and training and being um, a trainer in Bondi it was like this obsessive behavior and it was constantly women showing up on their period or sick or feeling yucky but still showing up like I've got to show up I've got to show up and I was working for someone at the time so I promoted that because more people come in every day the more money you get you know you want people to show up every day with that consistency Um, but I used to always have this feeling inside me that was what this is like it was so triggering for me and I couldn't say it to them sometimes I did near the end of my career working for this business I would say why the fuck are you here you should be home in bed (laughs) Um, but that was going against what society's norm was so I always felt this inside. It was like a coming home when I started to really work with my cycle and connect with it. Um, but I've worked with numerous people. My Moon Box, which is uh, Nikki's brand, which really works with with the cycle and the period. Uh, I've worked with her, I, and then just once I went down the rabbit hole of really wanting to know more. I just came across more and more. Like I research lots and. It was more about the embodying piece when I started to truly embody it like you can hear it's one thing to hear something and cool I've learned this but you've got to do it you've got to embody it to really it become a thing so yeah that's that's kind of how it started <laughs> thank goodness that's it a- did and I agree like this should happen in in school like why I don't I have not used any of my science in school <laughs> why did and any of that, <laughs> it's like learn about the body and how to work with it.
1: Yes! Yeah. Wow, you bring up an amazing point around embodiment too. I I tell my listeners this all the time. If you're going to hire a coach or a mentor or anybody. I don't care about the testimonials or that their website's beautiful. I like to see if they're truly embodying it. And it's something, like you said, that you are embodying, and now you're actually coaching women on it. So, can you walk us through what that has been like going from the fitness scene in Bondi, like overtraining, overworking, to now almost flipping the script and training women on probably how to slow down? What's that shift been like?
0: It's been a crazy one because I was going against everything I'd ever taught and I felt like oh I'm sorry girls (laughs) I've given you the wrong info back then and I've had lots of clients from Bondi work with me online like with my online programs and just to see them shift as well into this new way of being is so beautiful and magical and powerful but it's it's definitely been a transition at the beginning. I was, I was afraid to talk about it too much because it was like, Ooh, and I've lost a lot of followers and people who, who used to work with me because it's also triggering for a lot of women. It's, it's a hit in the face. You don't, some people don't want to accept it yet. And I get that. Like I wasn't ready to accept it years, a few years ago. Um, because the go, go, go mentality is just how you live and you are living up in your head in that masculine energy and everyone else is doing it. And you feel like you're doing the right thing. Get it. Um, so yeah, I did feel like I, I was kind of speaking up, but that's me. You know, I'm against the grain with everything I do. I'm not married. I'm pregnant. I'm divorced. I don't own a house. Like I go against the grain with every fucking thing I do. I was even thinking about how my name is spelt. Like this was ingrained in me from <laughs> a, before I was even born. My name is spelled different to how Cassie is spelled. So I'm like, okay, this is just what I am. I I speak. I speak up. And I speak up for the majority talking about, you know, having an explant operation, that whole situation as well. And now cycle, working with the period and yeah, it's, but it feels right. It feels, it feels so right in my body that I have to share it. So yeah, can't <laughs> help
1: it. And when you lose followers, it's kind of like, okay, that's not who's meant to see the message anyway. It's like, no, for, whenever I lose followers, I'm like, thank you. Because if you stayed here and you didn't want to stay here, it's like holding them hostage. I'm like, I don't want to hold hostages in my following just for the sake of a follower count. And usually you make up for it by gaining new followers that are so interested in your message that it's like, that's who you want following you anyways. So I'm glad you brought that up that yeah, you're speaking up, but you're also now attracting the people that need to hear this message. So it's like, good for you. Mm. And aren't you an Aquarius? I am. Yes, <laughs> me too. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Same. I'm like dating away. a guy that's way younger than me, live abroad. We live in an apartment. I'm like, this is not what American culture says at all, but you know what? I think Aquarians are like always innovative against the grain disruptors. Like it's so natural. So I want to talk a little bit too about your explant because you talked about why you ended up getting the implants. It seemed like you were surrounded by beautiful people and you wanted to kind of keep up with that image, but getting an explant is a really big deal, not only mentally, but I imagine like the emotions you were going through to think about getting them out was probably a big deal too. So like walk us through the point where you're like, I need to get these out.
0: It was a few years. Uh, I had my implants for a total of 11 years. And I would say a couple of years before I got them removed these questions would creep up and these thoughts and these like my intuition would start to be like mm, what's going on like there was little bubbling things happen but I wasn't listening I wasn't ready and I'd just suppress it you know there was questions about what happens when I have kids do I just keep getting the replaced every 10 years what if I got them removed no you can't get them removed that was my first initial like no you can't get them removed I've never heard of it My boobs would be destroyed. They would just be horrible. Like that's just not even an option. My family hated them from the moment I got them. I didn't tell them. I got them in Dubai and I just rocked up to Australia one day with these big boobs. So (laughs) um, they were always like, what did you do to your body? You do not need them, of course. But I thought I did. And I had a family member get very sick, which – really put things into perspective it put my core values into perspective that health is my number one value without that you've got nothing and then I just kept coming back to okay but I've got these foreign objects in my body and I'm also talking about health and fitness and helping women on their health and fitness journeys it just didn't feel aligned anymore like they just didn't feel aligned when I'd come to that, just even that conversation in my head that was leading towards X-Plant, I just got thrown all this stuff from the universe. I <laughs> I had an implant that shifted, which made me feel physically ill. I was vomiting, and then out the other end, like a, worst anxiety around it because it was it made it real. Like, what's going on in there? Are you you're obviously talking to me, body. Thank you for giving me a sign. And then I was talking to a friend and she said that her friend had just had an explant operation, similar kind of experience to me as in like, she just had this, oh, they just don't feel like my vibe anymore. It's not like I was really sick or had BII or anything. Yes, there were things that were off, but that wasn't the pure reason I was getting them removed. So she connected me with this girl and we just chatted online And she had the same fears around it, about what her boobs would look like, all the the fear and scariness that is around that. And she said, I was so surprised when the bandages came off. They looked beautiful. I was expecting them to look like dog ears, you know, hanging in front of me. But they didn't. They looked amazing. So that just gave me that little bit of confidence I needed to go down that path and it all happened really quickly. I got into the doctor she went to um, after a little bit of (laughs) work from the universe, it helped me get that. (laughs) But then after that, I felt really comfortable and confident with him. I think I had them out within the next couple of months and it was the best thing I've ever done. I can honestly say I've had absolutely no regrets. I do not miss big boobs. Um, my boobs look amazing I've had no issues like the healing process was really easy like everything about it just felt really easy and our bodies are amazing what they can do in terms of healing like how the tissue just starts to form every single month so they just start to puff out so they just be bigger and bigger every month every time I get my my period and, yeah, they just sit so nice. i didn't get a lift I didn't get a fat transfer. I just had removal but wow i I was just so stunned at how how they looked and yeah, i haven't looked back since, and that's why I want to help other women with my communities i've created the explant tribe on Instagram where i I've, I talk to women that have gone through these experiences live on Instagram that have had an x operation because you just need to hear the stories. You need to hear what they've gone through. What were their signs? What were their symptoms? What was, what was their reasoning? How did the operation go? How did they look? Are you happy? You just need to hear that for reassurance that you're making the right decision. Um, yeah. And that's also why I started my podcast, Tiddy Talk, the podcast, because I want to open up these conversations about everything, not just about getting X operation, but it's like, what about if you've got really big boobs and you've been shamed all your life? Like, how do you work through that? Like all of the, these topics that women are challenged with and feel like they're so alone. That's, that's why I want to open up and Love yeah, to start these conversations
1: another innovative channel just a whole entire community around something that people really do not talk about and like you said there's I also imagine there's probably some self-judgment like when you get the implants and you're thinking of getting them out even if it's like feeling weird in your body you might feel like what you said are my boobs just going to be saggy is this going to be embarrassing what are people going to say like wait you just had big boobs now you don't like there's probably all these questions so for you to have an entire conversation about it online is so helpful so explant tribe titty talk everybody check those out they are amazing and what about two something that's coming up for me is like the signals you said that your body was giving you and the healing and i think we don't realize that our body is like meant to heal itself. So throughout your explant journey and even like cycle tracking, how did your body tell you these signals cuz people don't I don't think people know how to listen to their bodies. So how can you provide them steps to like start really listening to what your body is telling you?
0: The the morning tune-in is super important. I think that's a big game changer in the world of just connecting with your body so that when you wake up in the morning just to be able to before you jump out of bed check your phone do anything that disconnects you from self so like take a few deep breaths and just talk to your body like internally obviously I <laughs> just say okay how did I sleep last night how am I feeling am I feeling anxious about anything like what what comes up like and the way what you've got to consistently do this it's not something like you'll go tomorrow morning and <laughs> you like oh yeah my body's telling me i need to quit my job and <laughs> get an x-plan operation no it, it takes time and it's just about that open dialogue with your body and giving it that time and tapping into your feminine energy we live so much in this i spoke about before but up in your head that monkey mind over and over like we're just go 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 what's next let's go to the next thing it's we don't spend enough time in our bodies, breathing, closing the eyes in stillness. I love to have raves you know, like it doesn't even have to be a meditation in silence because I know that can be very daunting for people. But playing a song, I've got a playlist which I can share, but it's called the Medi playlist and the Medi rave playlist. And it's just putting on a song, closing your eyes, sitting in stillness, breathing, and just feeling the music in your body like feeling the sensations that come up like that is you connecting with your body that simply that could be three minutes um, in your day where you are connecting with your body yeah so they're, they're kind of simple ways that you can do that and just feeling into any sensations that come up and it will start to when you do it more it'll start to become more obvious and you're just paying attention to it it's like oh you're becoming more aware. Oh, my belly is like, I've got butterflies in it. Is that a fuck? Yes. Like what's that feeling? Like you'll start to get, get to know your body and what it's saying for me, the solar plexus talk to me. So this area is like, if something is a yes, it's like, Whoa, yeah. Like I can feel it's a yes (laughs) or it's a no. It's like this restricting feeling like nah. And you, you can just feel the difference when you start to really tune in. Yeah. So that's how oh, I do it. <laughs> so helpful too.
1: Cause like you said, butterflies sometimes are fear and it's a no yeah. and you're getting an anxious feeling versus sometimes it's a like, woo, let's do this. So like you said, that morning tune in is like key. And it reminds me of something that you post about all the time, which is queen time. Can you walk us through what queen time is and what you do with this queen
0: time? Oh yeah, queen time. Wow, does it feel good? (laughs) It's just time to connect and nurture your inner queen. So giving back to you. It could be as simple as having a bath and listening to a meditation or some music. But set up a nice zone, like create a vibe. So you want to be there. You know, candles, oils diffusing the music that you love, dimmed lights, like feel like a queen, like make those moments in your day. And you need to, we need to be doing every day. It's not just oh, I'll do it on a Thursday night at this time. It's like, no, you can find time every day for self. You've just got to prioritize it and you've got to make it appealing to you. You've got to be excited for it. For me, I sit in ceremony every morning with cacao, prayers, music, like I look forward to it every morning I wake up. I'm so excited to sit in in my ceremony with self and just have that time where I'm sipping on this beautiful drink. I'm listening to music, beautiful music. I've got my oils diffusing. So it's like all my senses are excited. I'm feeling this pleasure, which is what we we need to be feeling every day to to allow that life force, life force energy to flow and us to get excited and creative and all of those yummy things that how we want to live our life. So yeah, queen time is a vibe. I have, I have a lot of queen time rituals in my queen of your cycle program, which I share. Um, But yeah, I just think it's so important, so important. And we, we block it out. (laughs) <laughs> yeah we block, book out we block it
1: out because we feel like guilty that we shouldn't be taking this much time to ourselves or like we don't even have the time and I want to talk about that especially someone that works a corporate job that maybe they have to get into the office around 8 30 or 9 they work till 5 30 or 6 they need to come home and you know check all these things off their to-do list and they might be hearing some of this being like I don't have the time for queen time I don't have the time to be doing x y and z what do you what do you say to people that have limited
0: time? Where are you putting your time? Like you everyone's scrolling Instagram at some point. Every and most of the time that's in the morning when you wake up <laughs> jump straight on the phone. So I've always got a uh, uh, I call it a rule, I guess, <laughs> but where it's you fight, like fuel yourself up with goodness before you fire up any electronics in the morning. So it's setting those little boundaries where you can take that time back for self. And it, as mentioned, it doesn't have to be long. It could be three minutes listening to a song where you are that that's giving back to you. And the more you can give back to you, the more you can give to others. If you are empty and you're feeling like shit and you're just go, 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 you're going to be giving from a place of resentment or stress or anxiety or something yuck rather than if you're full, then you're giving from a place of love and joy. Um, even putting on a song and like every morning I will listen to music and dance and my my partner is now involved in my dance party. And be like, what are we going to listen to this morning? You know, like get the family involved if you need to, if you can't, if you've got kids and you, you know, you've got a husband, you've got a partner, you've got things going on, you can't actually be in the room by yourself. Do something together where it's like nourishing yourself, but you know, everyone else is involved. Like have a fucking dance party in your lounge room play some songs, move around, sing out loud. Wow, like so much better than waking up in a stressed state, going straight, okay, breakfast, coffee, straight to the gym, whatever it might be. Um, just, yeah, find those moments.
1: Love it. And set, you set it was so. <laughs> It was so funny in your story the other day when you were doing your queen time movement and your partner was like popping in the corner of your instagram story and then was in the other corner (laughs) and it just brings up the idea too that i think maybe some women get held back by my partner's gonna think this is weird my partner's gonna think it's crazy that i'm moving my body in this way and so i would love to know was your partner in the beginning when you started cycle tracking and like really speaking about it online what was his reaction and how did you kind of get him involved in these conversations?
0: I'm very lucky. He's always been super supportive and for the feminine to really thrive. So that feminine energy to really, you be able to tap in and feel safe. You need to, you need to feel safe. You need to feel safe in your environment. So if you do have a partner that thinks it's a bit whack or weird, then maybe you do need to do it with yourself. Um, initially until you feel comfortable and confident yourself but truly like polarity and how it works you being in your feminine and your partner being in their masculine their true core of both of those cores will attract so it should like they should be supportive of it and if not then it's have a conversation it's like and it's about it's not like you need to do this you need to You need to fucking support me. It's like, no, you need to, like, this makes me feel good. And I don't care what I look like because I feel good. And they'll be able to feed off that energy. They should be able to feed off that energy. So I really believe it's ourselves holding us back. And if you just start doing it and you start feeling good and they can feel your energy and see that and how much, like, better you are in your day towards them and self and all the things I think yeah you don't need to worry so much
1: yeah so true conversations simple ones hard ones whatever they are they go such a long way and usually I feel like we overthink what's gonna happen like usually they're like oh yeah of course like do your thing and we make up this whole scenario that it's gonna go so bad or off the rails and it's like no, they're probably there to support you just like you're there to support them. So thank you so much for sharing that. And a question popped up that I don't know why I didn't ask this when we were talking about cycles. But when you said you're you obviously don't get your bleed right now on your period. So I feel like I should know this. But like, then do you get all the four cycles phases then or what happens?
0: You don't get it like it usually works with the cycle, but how I've worked it out (laughs) by just being pregnant, so (laughs) this is not scientific, but it's the first trimester, so the first three months, it feels like a mix between menstrual cycle, sorry, menstrual phase and the luteal, so the before menstrual. So it's that real... You're tired. the energy levels are low. It's all about nourishing self, coming back to self. Like you just, you've got to spend that time going within. Then when you move into the next phase, the next phase, the next um, trimester, or second trimester, that's when you get the energy back. So it feels like a mix between follicular and ovulation, depending on day to day, with some of the others like mixed in there as well. Like some days it'd be like, okay, this afternoon, energy levels are low, so. It's not necessarily about, oh, where I'm in this phase. Yes, you can feel so good in second trimester, but that's when it's coming back to mood. You know, like how's my mood? How's my energy levels? Checking in with self, tuning in. So I've had to do that even now every single day and, and match my, my movement accordingly. So then moving to third trimester, apparently things slow down again. Um, where you're just heavy art and (laughs) more lethargic. So I guess it would be more honoring self and and going back to that slow, slow time. (laughs) Love that. That makes
1: so much sense. This is such a helpful conversation. I already know people are going to be reaching out, wondering how to work with you, how to find you. So can you tell us a little bit about your programs going on and the way you work with women right now?
0: Course, um, I've got a free program which I created this year around cycles, so how to move with your cycle because I just want women to start. Like we have so many blockages around. No, it costs too much money. I don't have time. I don't. Know. So it's a little program, easy to digest. Has a workout, like a movement piece for each phase, and will give you info on how to work, work out, how to show up in your day, basically in each phase of your cycle. So that's a little freebie that you can just find on my Instagram in, in the link, um, in my bio. And from there, if you're ready to dive deeper, I've got a queen of your cycle program, which really goes into more detail around how to nurture your hormones, you know, down to nutrition, lifestyle, um, PMS, periods, like all of the things, as well as a library of workouts and stretches, and they range from five to twenty minutes because, again, it depends on how you feel. You might only have the energy to have to fit in a fi- all the time to fit in like a five-minute little booty workout. Great, you've just moved, so delete the guilt. You've done something, <laughs> um, and then I just started um, with. This work to with these kind of programs, um, creating like small groups. So I, I want to take some small groups through um, really connecting with body, really working with cycle, and and becoming the queen of knowing how to do that, um, and also finding feminine flow. So that's, yeah, that's something that I'm, I'm kicking off next month, my first small group in, in that way. Um, yeah, which would be really cool because I've, I've I've done a lot of small group work last, over the last few years, but this is going to feel really different and nice. And yeah, it's going to be powerful. I just love working with, with small groups as I'm sure you do too, babe. Like it's just so I nice. love it. Yes, women are ready to, to dive in.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, these are all fantastic resources. Because anybody listening, I'm telling you, if you are out of tune with your cycle, when you get in tune with it, things just start making sense. You're like, no wonder that one week I am literally exhausted and can't do anything except you know, sit on the couch and we have a lot of guilt around that. And I just feel like understanding your cycle validates a lot of what you're feeling. So you have been such a light and a big, big, big help in helping us understand what the hell our cycle is and how to operate with it. So my last question would be if someone has never tracked their cycle, is there a resource, an app, a book, anything that you recommend for them to look into?
0: There are plenty of apps out there that, track your cycle. So I use one called MyFlow and that I've downloaded on my Apple um, iPhone, but there's so many, like you could literally just Google and see what comes up and what resonates with you. But MyFlow has been really good. So you will track when you get your bleed, how long it lasts for. And it gives you information in there. So it will tell you which phase of your cycle you're in approximately in terms of like, It doesn't know exactly, but it will give you in how you kind of, when your cycle lands each month, it will give you an estimate of what phase you're in and it'll give you, you know, tips on nutrition and how to um, move your body. So it's, it's really great resource. It's free that you can just start using. Um, And then if you, yeah, if you want to go more in depth, then obviously I've got, the programs that you can work with as well
1: love it love it okay the only last question i have is this podcast is called in my non-expert opinion so i would love to hear what is something that if you weren't doing what you're doing now what would you love to be an expert in
0: oh my gosh okay what would i love to be an expert in this is a good question (laughs) Crystals. (laughs) crystals Ooh, <laughs> yes yeah I actually like I'm so I love crystals and just everything about them so I yeah I think I would explore that haven't you
1: <laughs> love it crystals are something that I similarly I'm like they're so pretty but I don't know enough about them to just be like yeah. buying them so yeah that's a really really good answer
0: yeah. love it <laughs> Where can
1: everybody find you on Instagram?
0: So my handle is Cassie, spelled differently, C-A-S-S-E-Y dot Maynard. And I've I post most of my things on there. So you'll find connection to programs and yeah, you'll you'll be able to get an idea of who I am on my Instagram. <laughs>
1: yes. You are such a gorgeous being inside and out, and I value this conversation. So much, you have no idea. So, thank you so much for being on the show today.
0: Oh, thank you so much. It's so nice to see your face, too. <laughs> wow,
1: wow, wow. I am blown away by how little I knew about the cycle, even though I've really been cycle tracking. It seems crazy that I didn't even understand how the cycle worked during your pregnancy. So, like I said, I really do think this stuff should be talked about in school and try and listen back and see what you can pick up and take notes on from Cassie and see what apps are there. I use the one she talked about called MyFlow. There's another one called flow. There's another one called clue. Like she said, there's a million online and I really, really highly encourage you to not only track your cycle for peace of mind, you know, you don't want to just be like walking around and start bleeding and not know when your cycle is coming or your menstrual phase, but also so you understand your energy. Like now I understand if I am in my menstrual phase, I need to chill out. That's probably not a week that I should be booking a million client calls and scheduling all my podcast interviews. Maybe it's a time where I pad in more space in my day. And maybe have more isolated time, so I can be alone and really focus on me. And that has been a game changer. Now, if you're someone that's listening and you don't have a period, you can do this with moon tracking. So I learned this from a book called Do Less by Kate Northrup. And it's all about tracking the moon, which I know seems pretty woo-woo. But trust me, think about it. If the moon affects the tides of the ocean and our bodies are 80% water, why would they not affect our little human bodies if it affects the main source uh, of elements that are on the earth, right? So when I started tracking the moon, it was actually really helpful too because then I noticed my actual period is around when the full moon happens. And then in the middle of my cycle is like the new moon. So again, you can do this with your moon phases. So it doesn't matter if you're menstruating or not. But Kate Northrup is a really fantastic resource around this. I would actually love to hear from you and hear what resources you use as well because as you can see, this is a topic that I am just scratching the surface on and it is so helpful. And I would really love to share whatever resources you have with my community on Instagram. So definitely let us know what your favorite part was. Screenshot this episode, share it on your stories, tag Cassie, tag myself. Let us know what resources you use. And don't forget, if you leave a review and screenshot the review and send it to me, I will send you a free guided meditation. So just be sure to screenshot your review before you actually send it in. iTunes has a mind of its own with how long it takes to put the review through. So definitely screenshot it, send it to me, and my team and I will send you a free guided meditation as a thank you because I deeply, deeply appreciate reviews. They help so much with visibility and knowing what is resonating with you guys and what's not. And as always, you can get in touch with me either at my email, which is info at You can DM me at chelsearife or write into the podcast, hello at Am I Not And the websites are just the name and the podcast name, which of course I will clu- include in the show notes. And as always, DM me with what your favorite part was. I truly love hearing it. And don't forget about the one on one coaching where the application can be found in the show notes too. All right, everyone. With that, I will see you next week.